It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time to take a ride on the Steelers afternoon drive with our co-hosts, Alan Saunders and Zachary Smith. Welcome into another episode of Steelers Afternoon Drive. I'm Zachary Smith. That is Alan Saunders. Alan, what's going on? Victory Monday. Victory Monday. Just means a lot of writing for me. Got a lot uh, of you know, little cat typewriter meme going on today. And uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, you know, we were talking before we started recording here and like discussing what direction we wanted to go with things. And it was like, man, we could go small picture. We could go big picture. And I think we're going to do a little bit of both before we get into this, though. I do want to give a shout out. You got a really good comment that we think to take an entire episode to cover. So we're going to save this. But I do want to give a shout out to James Jennings uh, for the comment that he sent you in the discussion that he provided us with that we certainly will use for a topic. It's just that the discourse that's there with Kenny Pickett, which is really what this is going to be about is always going to be there for us i think we should focus on this game against the packers the loss of quan alexander bigger picture stuff um so we will get to that wanted to give james a shout out because obviously he's a viewer slash listener of the show and we obviously appreciate that but alan i want to talk about word like there are so many podcasts that are also on video why don't we have a word that means viewers and listeners like there's seventeen thousand podcasts in this world and no one has come up with the ability to fill this need. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm like sitting here trying to think of it. Um, we need when, I mean, you, I guess you can. What do the people want to be referred to as? Let us know. No. How do How do you want to be known? 
I guess to like make it broad for everybody, you could just say that they are a consumer of the podcast. But yeah, watchers, that's not what we're looking for watchers just sounds creepy though. It's like you're like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit voyeuristic. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not in on watchers. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this I want to talk about this game against the Packers though, obviously first and foremost, and you know how things played out. Very second straight week, the Steelers were able to have their way on the ground, really got the ground game going. Which, you know, if you look back and we've talked about this so many times, that really is the way that the Steelers want to have their offense go. Like this is the blueprint for this offense is to get things going on the ground. 166 yards against the Titans, 205 against the Packers. Uh, getting this ground game going has been emphasis. One, two, three, four, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, for this offense to get going. Um, what were your takeaways from what they were able to do on the ground? Is there any one specific reason? Is it really just the insertion of Broderick Jones into the starting lineup that has really kickstarted this entire thing? I think it's been Broderick Jones and Darnell Washington. I think they've really given them a spark in terms of run blocking that they were missing earlier in the year, especially when you can get those two guys next to each other. I think that's 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 a lot of run blocking mm -hmm. there uh, from right tackle and tight end. I also th think that Matt Canada is doing a better job of calling the right place for the right running back. I think we are seeing a much more Ooh, clearly yeah. defined. It's not necessarily role in terms of first down, second down, third down. It's more like these are good Najee Harris plays and these are good Jalen Warren plays, right? Like, like I'm not seeing a lot of like Jalen Warren dives into the pile and Najee Harris runs outside zone. Like they're there. They seem to have, a bit more intentionality about when they're using which back and which plays they're calling for which back. And I think the, they, that has coincided with sort of the addition of some more power run stuff that seems to suit Najee Harris really well. And, you know, I think that was one of the things where people are like, oh, look at how much better Jalen Warren is. I'm like, yeah. I think Jalen Warren's just better at the stuff the Steelers were calling. I think they've they've expanded their play call sheet in terms of the run offense. And they're specifically looking at things they think they can use to get Najee Harris loose. I think that's the biggest difference in this run game. It's like we've seen some positive stuff from Jalen Warren here and there, but really the difference is when you get 22 going, also that really makes uh, it a dynamic rushing offense, and I think that's been the thing that's been missing all year. So better blocking, different personnel up front, better play calling, more intentional play calling, and, and I think that's really been the secret sauce for this run offense. We've seen it come together over the last like four or five weeks. It wasn't like one thing, but it's been like, you know, clicking a couple different things into place over time. It really hasn't been a good place right now. I got a hot take here, Smitty. Okay. You know, I'm here I, for it. I don't care what the hell Chuke said. Broderick Jones can't go back to the bench. <laughs> What's funny, like, I, I was surprised that you brought that up because I was going to say, like, <laughs> Uh, I, we that that could be a whole different discussion in terms of what he said. You know, you don't necessarily. It doesn't matter what he said. It doesn't matter whether yeah. he deserved to be benched for what he said. Didn't deserve right. to be benched for what he said. Still should be benched for what he said. Keep saying it. Never said it. Doesn't matter. Roger Jones can't go back to the bench. Period. And, and I was just saying, you look at like what the Steelers are doing now and what they want to do on offense goes towards Broderick's strengths. So, like, even if this wouldn't have been said, now that you're seeing what you are from Broderick, one, yeah, there's absolutely no way that you can go back to Chooks. But this is also probably their best five in terms of run blocking that they could throw out there, right? Yeah, it's a better run blocking group. I have not seen now, again, 
not the world's best. I think Preston Smith and, and Rayshon Gary are a step up from Tennessee's edge rushers. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But still not, you know, it's not Crosby or Bosa or, or Garrett that they've been dealing with. Okay. So we'll see how things go this week, but I don't think there's been a corresponding drop off in the pass protection. Certainly broader had some pass pro issues, but Chooks has been having pass pro issues too. It's not like yeah. he was just walling them off over there on the right side. And there was all these clean pockets for Kenny Pickett. Now he's scrambling around. He's been scrambling around all year. Um, and so I don't really think they've lost anything in pass protection and they've certainly gained in run blocking. He, he's got to stay in the lineup period. Yeah. And, you know, kind of an extension of that I, I put out and may, it's one of those things that you may not notice, like, watching the game live but watching it back today i thought darnell washington had his best oh, game as a blocker for sure too he was just so rolling good. dudes um yeah and but, that and like, was exactly the way it was for me too live i did yeah. not notice him as much and a uh, shout out to nick who who did uh, nick Fairball was in the press box and kind of pointed him out and i was like i haven't seen it but i'll try to pay closer attention Rewatched the game late last night actually fell asleep in the middle of the fourth quarter and finished it this morning <laughs> and uh really was really impressed by mm-hmm. the way Darnell Washington. Uh, if you go back and you look, all the Steelers' good runs are to the right. And if they aren't to the right, it's because Broderick Jones is pulling left or Darnell Washington yeah. is moving left. Like, basically every good run in that game was behind Broderick Jones or Darnell Washington at some point. That's really how much of an impact they had on the running game. It was huge. I thought we always saw that potential from those guys. It's just taken you know, some time to bring it out. And man, I think it's a real weapon going forward. I also wanted to point out like the buy-in from the receivers. If you feel like you've seen like Allen Robinson, who I think, you know, maybe his best a lot. Yeah. Uh, as, as a blocker. And like, despite his size, obviously like Calvin Austin's going to give you what he can as a blocker too. George Pickens, I thought had a noticeable couple of blocks in this game, getting out on the perimeter as well. Like the buy-in from the receivers, which you need to have if you're going to stretch this out and get to the perimeter and open things up is something that I think popped off to me too. Buy-in from the receivers all over, you know, they're not getting the ball yeah. like, the, you know, three catches for George, three catches for Deontay. Um, mm-hmm. Are they happy about that? No. Are they making problems about it? No. You know, they're going out there blocking. And even, you know, Deontay said after the game, like, hey, keep giving them the ball. That's going to get those safeties down. We're going to get some big plays. They they have not taken the next step is that I there were a lot of one-on-ones on the outside with George and Deontay that they did not take advantage of in the second half of that game. And I understand they were trying to run the clock down and they probably were looking for some higher percentage stuff if they were going to throw the ball. But you also could have ended the game if you just got one of them free one time, you know. And and mm. I think probably uh, Kenny's got to be a little bit more aggressive there to to get the ball out and really try to take some more of those shots. But um, I think that's probably the next step. If you can keep running the ball 160 to 200 yards a game, you're going to get more of those opportunities on the outside. And if you can start to take advantage of them, then you're really going to have defenses. Uh, tied up in knots and i guess that's the hope right you know like that's i I said i kind of wanted to avoid the kenny pickett discussion for this episode but i guess if you're looking at it like hoping that you continue to see linear progression we've now seen this running game come to life you're hoping okay now if they do have to pay attention stack these boxes you see a bunch of one-on-ones on the outside hopefully natural progression gets us to the point where they are taking advantage of that um 
But okay, let's. I wanted to switch the conversation to the defense side of things, where for a second straight game, the Steelers have lost an off-ball linebacker for the season. Quan Alexander, who was wearing the green dot after the loss of Cole Holcomb, tears his Achilles in this one. So now they're going to be without him for the rest of the season. And Allen, Landon Roberts, Mark Robinson, company, you got to you know tip your hat to what they were able to do. That was actually the other takeaway that I had from this game was super impressed with what E Rob did. Um, you know, having to take on a lot of different responsibilities that he would have not had going into that game, and certainly going into that Tennessee game, like how his role has changed from that point to this point in very short order. I was super impressed with the game that he had against the Packers, but. Um, you know, how how do you maybe make up for that loss if you can? Is it internal? Is it external? And what are the roles going to look like for these guys going forward? First, I just want to talk about how darn good E-Rob was in, yeah. was in the game. Like, I'm writing stories about him. And I'm looking for pictures of him. And like, half of them are, like, him on the punt team. Like, that was, like, three weeks ago. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. now he played um, – did he play every snap? He might have played every snap. He every, um, Besides one. He was yeah. off the field for one snap. Um, That's – that's – that's hard work, man. That's that's not easy. Um, it's not his like natural skill set to be covering a lot. I thought he was great in coverage. You saw him run down a screen from behind. Saw him, you know, get on the front side of another screen, force, I believe it was Jones back into the play, and then um uh, Kenneth Benton came up to make the tackle. That was a third down, I think, too. Like just he got everything communicated took responsibility you saw the one play it was like comes crashing through the line like trying to call timeout Mm -hmm. so he knew they weren't lined up right like that's man that's a leader i think i've told the story about e-rob from the from training otas where it was like day three and he was like lining cam hayward up because like cam was in the wrong gap like like you could see that was that guy from day one uh i think he makes the defense around him better he he is not built to be a coverage linebacker like he's you know like i've <laughs> i think i've made this analogy like you know he, defensive players are like tools in the toolbox man some things are good for five things and some things are good for one thing like e-rob is a sledgehammer he's really good at one thing he's he's figured it out though he's one of these like hack reacts videos on tiktok where it's like oh no you can actually make your sledgehammer into an air compressor like <laughs> you know like, that's that's what they're doing right now okay like yeah that's and oh, look, I don't know how long it's going to work. I think there are going to be some matchups going forward that are challenging. I don't think Cleveland is one of them. I think Cleveland is a game where you'd be seeing a lot of a Landon Roberts anyway. So great timing mm-hmm. for that. Also great timing for Mark Robinson, who's going to have to play a lot. Like I don't see any way around it. Uh, I know they've been trying to bring him along slowly and give him some sheltered reps against some run heavy teams. Uh, it seems like the run defense is ahead of the pass coverage for him, especially zone. I really liked his man-to-man coverage when he was asked to do it in this game against Green Bay, you know, chase guys down the flat. He's fast. Like, it's not like Mark Robinson is slow. It's just about coverage instincts, especially in zone. And that stuff takes, you know, so many reps just to master that he doesn't really have at the position. And so um, I think they're probably going to need to help those guys. Uh, I wrote a big story. Steelers now plus uh, subscribers. It's up there right now. Uh, use your promo code Allen ten. If you're not a subscriber, you need that to get it. Get ten percent off or like eleven point four percent off because I stink at math. Whatever. Uh, and then uh, yeah, get it. And um, it's 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 all laid out there. But 
I'll kind of give you the highlights here is I think you can use Keanu Neal as a linebacker. I don't think it's that mm-hmm. different than what he's been doing. I think he, he's played linebacker before. I think you could see um, some of using not necessarily Nick Herbig as an inside linebacker, but playing that three outside linebacker package that we've mm-hmm. seen over the years uh, could work. And, you know, they've got to move some other pieces around if if they're going to use Keanu Neal as a linebacker because – Right now, he's playing every down as a safety. And so, uh, is that, you know, Trenton Thompson? Is that Elijah Riley? Is that Patrick Peterson? How does that all fit together? I think it's going to be a tough week for Terrell Austin, but I think they do have the pieces to make this work going forward. They just can't lose anymore. Like they're, they're out of, uh, you know, they're out of depth at this point. Michael Walker is a guy who's on the practice squad who's played, he's got 20 starts. That's pretty much a luxury at this point. I'm not sure how comfortable with the scheme he is or how comfortable with him they are. Uh, it's probably why he was not activated for the last game, but I'd expect him to be called up as well as Tariq Carpenter to just to give him four bodies going forward. But yeah, I think it's going to have to be a whole bunch of all the above to make that work. But I, I think it's possible. I think they have the horses to do it. I like the guys in the room. Like E-Rob and Mark are just great infectious energy uh great leaders uh love the game and so i think like they've got the guys to give it a shot we'll we'll see how it goes yeah walker's the one to me that if he can get up to speed like what he brings to the table kind of lends its hand to what you're looking for in terms of what they've lost like i think of him more as a pass coverage linebacker so if they can get him up to speed uh, and he can get the playbook down. I think that he could be somebody with a helmet on game days that would be very valuable with what they've lost. So hopefully that's the case. Big change in the discussion too of Minka Fitzpatrick's back because that frees up right. Keanu Neal to do all the box safety linebacker stuff, and you can just play with fewer linebackers. You know, I was watching practice the other day, and it's like they're lined up. I'm like, what defense is this? Well, it was Quan Alexander and Keanu Neal kind of standing next to each other. Uh, you know, in the in behind the defensive line, I was like. Well, is that nickel and Keanu's playing linebacker or is that dime and he's playing box safety? And I'm like, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like it's the same, you know, it's the same guys. Like you can call that Mm -hmm. a linebacker if you want, but it's the same thing. I talked to Keanu about it after and he was like, yeah, it's all the same job. Like it doesn't matter what you call it. And so I I do think they have some, if, if Mink is back, that goes a long way to, to easing the crunch at linebacker. Yeah, I was going to ask too, you know, we talked about like what the potential domino effect of that was, but like the three outside linebacker stuff was interesting to me too, because we only saw like, and, and this isn't even with three linebackers on three outside linebackers on the field, just in general, one Highsmith were out there pretty much the entire time. I mean, five snaps for Golden and four for Herbig. Like what, what do you think the reasoning behind that was with those guys having less breathers in this one? Cause I didn't understand that. I didn't either, uh, and they weren't very effective. Like I, I thought that was probably the worst game from the Steelers' edge rushing duo. Um, I, I don't really know why they didn't. Man, it was funny. TJ after the game, he asked him about the interception on the last play, and he was like, "I was too tired to see what the hell was going on." <laughs> like, yeah, you know, he's like, "I knew we won, and that was it." Like, I wasn't going over there to fight anybody. I was dead. Like that was, and so like that that goes to show you, like TJ Watts a pretty pretty good shape the Steelers mm-hmm. used all of him that there was to use in that game and then some uh so I think I think I, I don't know why that was the choice I probably would have liked to see more of Herbig and Golden but if you're not going to do it that way 
give me some with Herbig there and, and move TJ yeah. out of that spot and let him freelance a little bit. Can we get a, get a little bit of that like Miles Garrett over the center look? I'd be really interested in that. Um, just mm-hmm. just you know, give give him some different looks. I felt like it was too much of the same over and over again, and Green Bay was winning more often than not by letting uh, Zach Tom get some help over there and uh, and Chip and TJ and I think they've. I think they've, they've got to find a way to to change things up there a little bit, not be so basic with their outside linebackers. In terms of the secondary, the domino effect, like getting a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick back, we've mentioned, you know, let Keanu Neal slide down into the box and take up a lot of more linebacker responsibilities. Um, but like, you know, Elijah Riley, you mentioned Trenton Thompson, a guy that didn't even, wasn't even active yesterday in Darius Rush after playing 30 snaps. Uh, were you surprised by that? Was that game plan specific or like, do you expect him to get a helmet going forward? Like, what's the what's the, what do you think's the case there? Yeah, it just seemed like you know Green Bay does not play four wide receivers very often, if at all. Um, it was going to be, and and they do play those two running backs, and I and and I think the Steelers were really concerned about the two running back formations and wanted their dime defender to be a safety, you know, someone that could tackle AJ Dillon. Yeah, you know, you know, and and I'm not sure they feel like that about Darius Rush, and he's a cornerback, an outside cornerback. Like that's not really his job. I I don't think it's a bad thing that they felt that about him. They were just concerned about you know getting spread out with running backs in space, and then you know throwing short passes, and then having Dylan and Jones run guys over in the secondary because the guys that were covering them aren't equipped to tackle them. And so I think they're really concerned about that. I think that's why they went away from Rush. Uh, we'll see if he's back for this one. I think Cleveland certainly has, you know, more dangerous receivers, guys you got to account for uh, in a different way than than what Green Bay does. So uh, we'll see. I, I think he'll probably be dressed. I would dress him. Uh, it also again depends on is Minka healthy, is Keanu mm-hmm. Neal fully healthy? He got hurt at the end of that game. He yeah. said he's good to go, but is he a hundred percent? We'll see. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think Darius, I think they got a player in Darius rush and I think they like him. It was just a, a matchup thing. And, you know, if he's not gonna, if he's not going to be the dime defender, then probably doesn't need to have a helmet because, you know, James Pierre is a critical special teams guy saved the touchdown. I think probably with a tackle on a kickoff of the opening kickoff of the second half. Yeah, that's true too. I said I wanted to avoid uh, Kenny discussion, but as we were recording this, I see that we got a YouTube comment from uh, the video that Nick and I did, or the episode Nick and I did on Friday. And I think it's an interesting question, and it's from uh, our boy Tom Brocious here. So, of course, we got to bring it up. Um, he said, Do you think that this is like a risk adverse approach from Mike Tomlin and the Steelers? I wonder if it's caution that is holding Kenny back at this point. Somebody threw that idea out there somewhere, and I was curious what your thoughts would be. I don't know that it's from Mike Tomlin. I mean, I think, look, nobody wants to turn the ball over. Kenny doesn't want to turn the ball over. He doesn't need a coach to tell him not to turn the ball over. And, you know, I, I think it's more about Kenny just not being fully comfortable with the reads that he's making and, and going getting through his progressions quickly enough to find that guy. You know, I just think a lot of times he knows, okay, this is probably going to be open. And if it looks like it's kind of open, he throws it and quickly, you know? And, and so if you look at like his time to throw, it's, it's kind of high, but it's super skewed because of his ability to extend what he gets out of the pocket. Like 
the throws where he stays in the pocket, he's really just kind of locked in on one guy waiting for him to get open and throwing it. We're not seeing him like go through multiple progressions a lot and find a second or third option. And so, you know, the coverage is going to dictate where that first option is. A lot of the time it's going to be, you know, something easy to the outside. And, and so, you know, I, I just think it's, it's mostly about Kenny's development. I don't think it's about Tomlin, you know, Kenny doesn't want to turn the ball over. Um, and that's why he's making those throws that I think he's more comfortable making. Um, but I don't think it's being enforced upon him from on high or anything like that. Well, and that's an interesting point too. And this is the last thing that I want to talk about is we've talked about uh, the turnovers. The Steelers don't do it. They create a bunch of them. As they sit here at six and three, it seems like that's kind of been the reason that they're here right now. You know, they don't give up six. The teams can gain all the yards that they want as long as the Steelers keep them out of the end zone. That seems to be their MO and kind of the way that the NFL is trending. Ben, don't break, give up three instead of six, create turnovers when you have the opportunities. And that's, I think, why the Steelers are sitting here at six and three, despite the yardage discrepancy, despite the point differential in total. Alan, what is your thought on this? Is this sustainable for the Steelers going forward? Yes. Um, this is not just sustainable. This is the entire theory of their defense. This is the way they want to play defense. They don't care about the yards. Get all the yards you want. Hold teams to field goals in the red zone. Get off the field on third and long. Force turnovers. That's the principles of this defense. That is how it's supposed to work. It is impossible to keep good offenses from gaining yards. You can, you can shut down bad offenses, but it is impossible to keep good offenses from gaining yards. This is the only way to defend the Patrick Mahomeses of the world, is that you have to just minimize the damage when they get in the red zone, force turnovers, and get them in third and longs, and then, and then you know, get, get off the field. When you, get off the field when you do get them in third and long. That's the way they built this defense. They have done plenty of things to not like Keanu Benton's playing nose tackle, but they didn't draft him to be a nose tackle, right? They drafted him because he's like, they hope like eventually Larry Ogunjobi's replacement or Cam Hayward's replacement or whatever. Okay. Mm -hmm. They don't really care about nose tackle. They don't, they haven't cared about, you know, the run stopping part of the inside linebacker position has been pretty much an afterthought. It's been a desperate search for another Ryan Shazier at that position. Right. Uh, they gave away Terrell Edmonds because they wanted a guy in DeMonte KZ who could play the ball better, basically. That's the only thing that KZ does better than Terrell Edmonds. They designed this defense to get takeaways. They went out and got Patrick Peterson. He was <laughs> led the league in He was you know, one of the most prolific interceptors of the football in the league last year. Like That is who they want to be. They want to keep you on the field, keep a lid on it, keep the ball in front of you, make you take a bunch of snaps to score because we think we'll get the ball before you do it. That is the entire theory of their defense, and I don't. I think it works. I don't see any reason to suspect that it won't continue to work. Um, there are going to be teams that beat them, but I, you know, I, I don't think it's because that is a flawed plan. Now, and how uh, this this might be, seem like a stupid question, but like obviously you have to have the personnel to do that in yeah. your opinion, right? Like so, it's like you can't really afford to have you know Water Highsmith go down or you know Cam Hayward, obviously who has already missed time or Mink is missing four games right now. So like, how much of this is the personnel as opposed to the scheme itself? 
Well, yeah, I mean, they're doing that. They've played two series with all of Cam Hayward, TJ Watt, and Minka Fitzpatrick on the field at the same time. That's it. Yes. I mean, yeah. so yep. like those are your big guys on defense, and Cam is not 100%, even though he's back. Not not 100%. Now, once he played like 55% of the snaps and 58 or something? I, I, I don't then... know, but he's, he's clearly not 100%. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, look, you're paying Alex Highsmith. Like, big, that, that's why you pay – like, teams – there's there if you go look at like analytics guys, they'll be like, oh, why do the Steelers pay all this money to make if it's Patrick? Safeties aren't worth it. Blah blah blah. I'm like, make if it's Patrick's worth it. Safeties aren't worth it. Make if it's Patrick's not worth it. He's a different guy. He gets the ball. He makes splash. That's why I harped on it all this beginning of the season that he wasn't doing it because that's why he's there. Like I thought they were making a mistake in the way they were deploying him because they were minimizing his ability to impact the game in that way. And that is the most important thing. Uh, and not real like the yards don't matter. I don't care how many yards defense gives up. Get out, get off the field when you get in, get them in third and long. Create turnovers, hold them to field goals in the red zone, and you will win. Like that's that's the whole recipe, and and I I think it works. Like they've they've got to keep after it, but I I don't think that that is like like do we think that the interceptions are by accident? Like I, I don't understand the implication that this is this is unsustainable. Like what what are we what are we watching the Steelers do that we're like, "Oh, well they couldn't do that all year." I don't know. I don't know either. And that's the thing to me, it's not necessarily like a small like a short body of work or a small sample size like they i feel like they've been, kind of been playing like this for multiple first or in, a row second like, in the yeah. league in sacks in three of the last four years they've been first or second league in interceptions in three of the last four years we should expect them to be near the top of the league in sacks and interceptions again this year like that's the whole design of what they have going on here it's not like it's accidental or luck or fluky like that that's what they're trying for and they've been able to get it. They've got great defensive players. I don't see anybody arguing that TJ Watt and Cam Hayward and Alex Highsmith and Minka Fitzpatrick aren't any good. So if you have players that are acknowledged as great and you have this as your game plan and you've been able to, within that game plan, do this over and over and over again, why are we saying they can't keep doing it? I, I don't know where this came from. I don't know either, Alan. Maybe somebody in the comments can can tell us where it came from and we can get some now, ideas. Now, do they continue to win games when Kenny Pickett only throws for 125 yards? Now, like, they're okay. Like, they're, that's not sustainable. But the defense, they're 10th in scoring. Yes, that's absolutely, like, that's a good defense. That's comfortably above average. I think they can be even better. Like, get the whole crew together on this. I mean, they're not going to because now, now they're never going to play with with Holcomb and Alexander, but get something close to the whole crew together and let's see how good they really can be. Yes, this is a very safe and, – and they have important pieces of this defense. Like, Neil's new to the team. Alexander and Holcomb and, and Roberts were new to the team. Benton is a rookie. Porter is a rookie. Peterson was new to the team. Like, this is a defense that we should have expected to get better as the year went on. Like, that that was a reasonable expectation to think that a defense with a mm -hmm. bunch of new guys, even though they were talented and experienced, and a bunch of and, and a couple of good rookies, like they were going to continue to play better. We've seen it from Joey, we've seen it from Keanu Benton, who had a great game on Sunday. Yes. Like, I, I think they're going to keep getting better. This defense is really good, they can continue to be really good. I don't think any part of what they've done is unsustainable. I don't either. But again, I'm curious if people do think that it is what the argument for that is. So let us know in the comments what you think about that. Or as we always love to hear, just leave us a compliment on the show. Tell us how good we look. 
Let us know you agree with us. Those types of things. Listen, you can tell us how good the show is and how smart we are. But listen, (laughs) start talking about how good we look. It gets a little suspicious. Like, I know that ain't the case. I guess. Anyways, uh, you know how you know I know a lot about football because they put this face on TV. That's how you know I know a lot about football because that's the only reason. Yet for the final word, obviously doing that. But Alan, other than when you're on there, tell the people where they can find you. SteelersNow.com at PGH Steelers Now at A Saunders underscore PGH is my social media account. Uh, like, subscribe on uh, YouTube. We got to get to another big round number. I got stuff going in the mail. I don't know this week. It's it's in bags here from our celebration. Forgive my tardiness, but uh, yeah, we're 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 getting that out to you. And uh, you're getting a nice little letter and, and all kinds of stuff. So hopefully those should be on the way shortly. Uh, 10,191 as we sit here right now. Yeah, let's continue to see that number climb up. Um, but yeah, and hey, I, saw that our, I saw that our friends at uh, All Steelers, uh, Noah and Steven, got to 20,000 mm-hmm. this week. And they, they ripped off our celebration, which, like, and I'm they, totally okay with because, like, I, I don't care at all. But, like good for them and uh and now yeah. we've got it now now the the gauntlet has been laid down though is that we've got to catch those guys and uh mm-hmm. and get to 20k yeah and you can be help us out by doing that by liking subscribing hit that notification bell tell somebody about the show as well so they can do the same leave us a five-star review if you were listening somewhere else whether that's spotify Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast. I'm Zachary Smith, PGH, for Alan Saunders and myself. We'll see you next time. Until then. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Bye.